Hello, my name is Lauren Patterson, your host and guiding light to self-love. I am the author of Amazon bestseller, Freeing Your Heart for Love, and founder of a nonprofit to help people challenged with abuse and depression. The intention of this podcast show is to inspire and encourage you through my experiences and those of my guests that you can discover self-love and true happiness for yourself. next amazing guest is Monica Macias. Monica is a woman of God, a single mother of two incredible children, and an entrepreneur. Her God-given purpose is to help motivate individuals to give their pain a voice. Monica has had her own share of trauma and adversity and uses that to fuel her into becoming the best version of herself and inspiring others to do the same. In December of 2020, she experienced a tragedy that left her clueless on who she was. She took charge of her life and began to shift her mindset and made the biggest transformation of her life. She focused on her health and wellness and has lost over 40 pounds. She became a best-selling author and partnered with Stay Strong, Stay You, LLC, which is a community that encourages and inspires others to give their pain a voice and serves individuals striving to become better versions of themselves and find their true identity. Hello, Monica. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I cannot complain. Yes, I am blessed as well. Amen. I'm so happy that you are a guest on the show. Finally, I finally I got you on here. <laughs> yes, I know we've been trying to schedule for, for months. Yes, so I'm so excited you're in season two. I think I tried to get you in season one and the timing just didn't work out. So I'm happy you are here. Yes, thank you so much. I'm honored for the invite. And I'm so excited to get right into this interview. So I know a little bit of your story, but for those listening, can you share what happened in December of 2020 that left you questioning who you were? Yeah, so I'm going to preface it just a little bit. You know, I became a mom at 19. And so I had to learn, I had to become an adult basically when I had my daughter. Um, I was in the uh, my second semester of college. And from that point forward, I always did everything that I needed to do to make sure that my child had everything that she needed. I went to school full time. I grad, you know, went to school, worked three jobs, finally graduated from college, ended up finding a really good job, moved to the Dallas Fort Worth area. And then, of course, you know, I got married and then I had another child. And so during all of those years, it was always me sacrificing for everyone else, never really focusing on myself, never really, you know, even thinking about what it was that Monica wanted or needed. And so after I got divorced, I got into a relationship and we were together for five years and the first two and a half were perfect in that relationship. And then they kind of shifted. And, you know, then what I felt about myself or thought about myself, even the little self-confidence that I had of myself, you know, this person was kind of cutting me down little by little and I didn't realize it. About four months prior to December 2020 is kind of when it like just really hit me. And so I changed how I carried myself in this relationship and I kind of caught on to what was going on, the manipulation, the pulling away from my family and all of these little things that were occurring. And I realized that I was now in a toxic narcissistic relationship. But because I still had this big old heart, the hardest thing for me was to kick someone while they're already down, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, 
we own two businesses together and the financial side of it was always just this reoccurring issue where we had problems. Um, well, you know, there was issues managing the money and he was responsible for that. So on December 15th, 2020, I was summoned, I guess you could say, to the local police department because he had been brought in for questioning. My boyfriend had been brought in for questioning and they asked me to come, you know, pick him up. They had seized all of our vehicles from our business and everything. So I went down there to find out that he was being questioned for a capital murder charge. And you know, I had to go through this whole process. You know, they did a, a search of my home. They, of course, questioned me. And then later that evening, they came in. The U.S. Marshals came. They had a, a, a warrant for his arrest, and he was arrested for capital murder of three people. Oh, my gosh. And the incident actually occurred the day prior, which was actually my 40th birthday. Mm. And you saw no signs of this, right? No, no. Wow. So the that week of, you know, so now this is on a Tuesday, the week of, of course, at home by myself thinking, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Right. There was one thing I went and of course I had to talk to my ex-husband because, you know, we have a son together. I didn't know what exactly what was going to happen, how this all was going to turn out. Um, and I had a conversation with him that evening. And I remember the one thing he said to me that just really just opened my eyes. And he said, Monica, if there's one thing that I know about you, you're going to figure it out. And so, you know, of course, I'm still in shock for the next few days, you know, having long conversations with my sister. And she's like, Monica, I've been praying for you. You need you need to you need to go to God. You need to jump in your Bible. You need to figure this out. Like you're going to find all your answers all your answers are going to be there. And, you know, I was still kind of hesitant because most people go to God in survival mode. Mm -hmm. I was now in survival mode and I still doubted what God could do for me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, my very first visit to the grocery store after this incident, I walk into the grocery store and I have absolutely no idea what to buy. Right? Wow. You were just in shock, right? I was in shock and I did not know what things I wanted. Not so much what I needed. It was what I wanted. I've never, I never got to buy the things that I wanted for myself. It was always making sure that everyone else had dinners made or what they needed for lunches. And if there was room for me, then I would grab me something that, but I always felt guilty about it because I knew that my household still needed things. So I remember just standing in the middle of the grocery store by the produce and thinking, what is it that I like? Wow. You know? Yeah. And uh, I called my sister and I said, I have no idea what I'm doing at the grocery store. And she says, what do you mean? I said, I have no idea what I want. Mm. You know, like what meals do I want to eat? Now I get to finally cook what I want. Mm -hmm. I get to finally get what I want. And I had no idea how to do that. Wow. That brings tears to my eyes because I can visualize you. It, it's so emotional, right? Because you were going oh, yeah. through all of that and then you get to the grocery store and it's like, wow, it, it wasn't just what to buy to eat. It was like everything, right? Probably. 
Yeah, it was everything. Just emo- emotionally and in shock and then mm-hmm. just not knowing wow. what it was that Monica just liked or wanted or needed. And that was really my 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 turning point mm-hmm. in realizing that I had no idea who I was. Wow. And so just from hearing that, I know identity is so important, but why do you think it is so important for your mental health? Just hearing what you just shared. The reason it's so important is because if you don't understand just the basic things about yourself, mm-hmm. um, the things that you like to eat, that you like to eat, not that someone else has convinced you that, that you like eating, right. the, the true things of that you like to eat, the things that you like to do, the things that make you happy, motivate you, encourage you. If you don't know the very basics of like your favorite color, your favorite genre of music, because so many times we get into relationships and because they like a certain genre of music, you start mm-hmm. listening to that and you forget about the things that you like listening to. Yes, I resonate so, with that. Yeah. So those are the reasons. Like you, Once you understand who you are and what you like, no one should be able to convince you of liking anything different unless you actually like that. Mm-hmm. And when you understand those little basic things about yourself, it's so important in being able to identify when you're facing some sort of a mental illness. When I finally recognized who I was, what Monica liked, what she liked to do, how I wanted to enjoy my time, that didn't stop me from being anxious or frustrated or scared or any of those things. But when I came across situations where I encountered those those mental illnesses, I knew how to manage them better. Because I figured out where I was in the situation and then could determine whether or not it was something that I could control or not control. And it was if it was something that actually affected who I was mm-hmm. and my decision making changed because I've, mm-hmm. I've always I've always stood firm to my just my core values, just my basic core values, just the difference between right and wrong and those kind of things and standing firm to those things when I make my decisions, but understanding who I am allowed me to make much better decisions. Wow. That's so powerful. And I resonate with the music. When I used to be with guys and like the sports team that they liked, and I don't even like football. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I used to pretend like, oh, I like the Raiders. Oh, no, wait, I, I like the Cowboys. Oh, no, I, you know, and it's like, I don't even like football. Nothing against football fans out there. I just, I don't watch football. (laughs) So it was like pretending to like football. I love baseball. I love basketball, but I don't like football, but I pretended to like football because the guys that I was with liked football. Exactly. Exactly. And that's just one example, but we did it in so many different areas of the Mm -hmm. relationship. What we ate was about what they liked. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Wow. I love that. And the food thing too, like even my husband now, Monica, and you know my story too, right? Like my husband is the best husband, but he'll cook me things sometimes that I just don't like. And (laughs) and he'll get upset with me because, you know, he cooked it and I'm like, babe, I just don't like it. (laughs) 
right. it's nothing against you. I just don't like, like, for example, pork. I don't like pork. I don't want to eat pork. And sometimes he'll tell me it's chicken. I'm like, I know this is pork. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so just those little things. But I know that you took charge of your health. So what inspired you to take charge of your health? So in trying to figure out who I was and trying to figure out my identity, mm -hmm. I realized there was one area in my life that I always struggled with, and it was my weight. I honestly looked at myself in the mirror while I was doing this whole transformation and healing, just getting my mindset back into a much more positive area. I looked at myself in the mirror, and I, I had to honestly ask myself, are you happy with what you see? Mm-hmm. And just the question alone had me bawling in tears because it was not, you know, and I struggled with my weight my whole life. And it's one thing to be overweight and not be happy with yourself versus being overweight and accepting yourself for who you are and loving yourself and having just this extreme confidence because I see many people have that, but I didn't have that. I didn't have that confidence when I looked at myself in the mirror and ask myself that question. I knew I was not happy with what I saw in the mirror. I covered it up in so many ways, whether it was baggier clothes, whether it was, um, you know, more makeup or any of those kind of things. Um, and I would always tell myself, like, it's not about what I look like. It's about who I am. And I would tell myself that so many times throughout my life because I knew that inside I was a really great person. But the reality was, is that I was not happy with what I saw. And I knew mm -hmm. that along this whole healing process that I could not be the mom that my children needed me to be if I truly was not happy with who I was. Right. And and so how did you lose? Because because I know you lost over 40 pounds. How mm -hmm. did you do that? And I did it all by myself. So I honestly just started eating right. I took out all uh, fried foods, just watched what mm -hmm. I ate, um, ate in moderation, didn't eat past seven o'clock PM. I drank a lot more water. Mm -hmm. I started mm -hmm. to include just a small breakfast. I cut back on my coffee intake. Um, Cause that's my, that's my one thing, my coffee. Like I, I still haven't given it up 100%. <laughs> um, it sounds like me and wine. I can't give up wine. So I truly, I cut back. And like I said, I was going through this transformation and getting my mindset right that I started to create routines and I started to evaluate my time. So I started to get up earlier. When I first started, I was getting up about five. And then as time went on and I moved it to four. And then in the fall, I moved it to three in the morning because I wanted to make sure that I was able to get the things that I really wanted to focus on in my life done first thing in the morning. So the first two hours of my of my day, mm -hmm. I get to focus on me and no one else. Yeah. Uh, so I, I started working out. I started exercising. And even if it's just you know, 30 minutes a day, some days I do some sort of cardio or some core work, or if I can't make it to the gym because my, I have my son, then I do something at home. I do not make excuses because the only person that suffers is me. And when I realized all of those things, that's really what made me stay committed to it. I can tell you that I stay about 90% 
consistent, I still have my days, you know, I still have, Mm -hmm. uh, I still battle my own mental health. It's not like, you know, all of those things just magically go away. We still fall in some of the, you know, into that realm where I just need to take a break. I need to disconnect and just regroup and get back on track and just go back at it. But, you know, the one to two days that I get to do that for myself is definitely much needed. And the fact that I can recognize that now makes me see mm-hmm. that uh, that I've actually made change for myself. Wow. Kudos <laughs> to you, girl. Congrats. I mean, that's huge. And I don't eat after 7 p.m. too. It is true. If you don't eat past that hour, mm-hmm. you can lose a lot of weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love those practices because I do a lot of the same thing besides the working out. Got to get back to the gym. <laughs> you can do to it. To the gym. I can do it. So this leads me to my next because I know you are partnered with an amazing soul who was also on the podcast, Mm -hmm. Becca Boston. So what is Stay Strong, Stay You and what inspired you to partner with Becca? So Stay Strong, Stay You is a community of individuals. Becca created this, um, I want to say back in 19, I mean, 2020, based off of a motto that she would tell herself while she was working out. So we we basically took her original vision and we just elevated it and we created a private community where we allow for individuals who are suffering, suffering any type of mental illness to be able to just come and share their story and give their pain, their, their pain a voice. And we walk them through it. We give them strategies and tips based off of the things that we've experienced or how we handled it. And, and, you know, to, try to get them to really just take action of their lives so that they can create a better version of themselves for no one else but themselves. Yes, I love that. You just both met. I love the pictures Becca posted. I'm like, oh my God, they met. Yes, we finally met. I think it was a few weeks ago. We uh, A couple of weeks ago, we met finally in person. And that was an amazing, amazing week for the both of us. Um, Not only did we get to see each other, but we met so many incredible people that, um, of course, had been mentoring us both in the last year. Wow. So, wow. Yes. It's amazing. I love that. I'm going to meet my first um, person I met on social media from the UK. She's coming. Yeah, she's coming for my birthday in June. So I finally get to meet someone in person. (laughs) Right. So I love that. Oh, I love those pictures. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're so cute. You guys are so adorable. And I know that Becca's been trying to get me on um, you guys' podcast that you guys also have an amazing podcast that I'll let you share at the end. But what show up and love action will you take this year to uplift, encourage and inspire others who are going through their own mental health challenges? You know, the, the, the one thing that I'm told a lot is, you know, they tell you to have so many friends that, of course, you know, the healer who supports you in certain areas when you're down. And well, I'm that that I'm the kick ass friend. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm the one that always gives the tough love because I don't want to sugarcoat it for you. And sometimes it comes off harsh, but the reality is, is that sometimes we do need that stern, assertive kick in the rear end to really just get someone to understand that, like, you have a reason to be in this life and in this world. God did not put you here on accident. He put you here on purpose for a purpose. And so because my journey does include God and everything that I do, 
I do my very best in making sure that I win souls to the kingdom of God. And I, you know, share his word and I show them and tell them how God has changed my life. Because in the 18 months that I've been able to have him a part of my life, so many incredible things have happened and I've been so blessed. So for me, it's definitely continuing to encourage and empower because I don't want to see someone think that they don't have a reason or a purpose to be here. We all do. So my goal is definitely just to get people to understand what their purpose is and who they really are, because the purpose is not something you go looking for. Your purpose is already inside of you. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you, Monica. Thank and you. so how can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and my handle is Macias142. Macias142. I'm on Facebook, Monica.Macias1426. Clubhouse at my CS42. Um, and then, of course, I have my LinkedIn, which is at my CS142. Yes, and you also have a podcast show with Becca. I do. It's called Stay Strong, Stay You. Yay. So women podcasters. <laughs> yes. And, and of course, you know, we're in season three um, and it's really, really fun this year, this season, sorry, uh, because we are bringing on guest speakers. And then, of Yay. course, now we go, um, we post on YouTube. So you get to see us, the video on YouTube and then our audio is on all podcast platforms. Yay. I saw recently uh, Becca had posted Christine. So I need to check that out. Did you guys actually interview her? We did. Yay. We did. We Aww, did. For those listening, we all know this is how we all met was in Christine's clubhouse room. Yes. yes. <laughs> and Christine was on the podcast last season. So she was, she was like one of your first guests, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I need to start lining people up for season three because that's going to come really fast. <laughs> yes, it is. It really, it really, really is. And I want to see you get on YouTube. I see you got a, a now a TV show coming out. I'm so yes. happy for you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I skipped YouTube and I went straight to the TV screen. <laughs> so, and I need, I, I want you and Becca on my, um, my TV show for next season. So I'm going to be reaching out to you guys. Yay. That sounds exciting. Yes, for sure. But thank you, Monica, for being on the show. I'm so thankful and grateful you're here. And keep shining your light, girl, and doing your thing. And you're so inspiring. Thanks for having me, Lauren. It's It really is an honor. I appreciate you taking the time to interview me and uh, really just letting the world know who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I encourage you to come back for more love and inspiration. If you love this podcast show, please like and leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at showupandlove to be updated on the upcoming shows. Until next time, remember to love each other and choose love every day.